What's up, y'all? My name's Leticia, and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Confessions from the Closet. I'm really excited about this week because we have a very special guest. My wife, (laughs) Mari, is joining us today. This was not planned. I mean, it was kind of planned, but it wasn't supposed to be this soon. So I'm excited. I know you, you want to laugh at me. It's okay. You can. Just be you. I am. So normally, okay, we started back when we were first married, um, living in what I call the shack, little 500 square foot home inside of a metal building. It was our first home together. We would stay up late and we would, um, Amaya would be asleep and we'd like have wine and we'd just like talk for hours. Mm-hmm. And those were my favorite conversations and we have been doing it a little bit. Um, let me address that. We've been doing it a little bit lately and having really good conversations. So I'm excited about this because that's kind of what we're doing. We have a little drink because I knew my wife couldn't do a podcast without a little drink. Um, so we're going to get started. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. You good? You want to say hi to everyone? Hi. <laughs> Nobody's here. It's fine. It's just a camera. A little awkward. Okay. So much. <laughs> so Marty's a sponsor of this video because she pays for all my shit. I mean, that stuff. <laughs> um, Marty uh, is, she works full time. She's the manager, general manager of an AT&T store here in Amarillo. If you have AT&T or you want AT&T, please go see my wife. She'll take care of you. Um, but you've been in sales for how many years? Over 15. 15 years. 10, and you started years, selling yeah. vitamins mm-hmm. at a truck stop. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. You have to like do more than mm-hmm, answers. I need you to. Yes, I sold vitamins. <laughs> so I was a, yes, natural drug dealer. Natural, <laughs> natural drug dealer. You've never said it like that before. <laughs> You're super nervous. A little. It's yeah. cute. You're never nervous. Last time you were this nervous was our wedding day. And there's oh, only yeah. like seven people there. Yes. It's okay. You're going to get better at this. So, Mari, I say all this because Mari is, like, excellent at sales and excellent at talking to people one-on-one and getting to know them and having relational conversations and just making relationships, which is why she's so successful at her job and why I get to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, But me, I'm not good at the one-on-one conversation, but doing stuff like this, talking on camera. You're better, yes talking to people at church on stage singing on stage that's my strength which is totally funny because we're opposite in that so i know this is super uncomfortable for you even though it's just us talking um so i want to start with um just kind of your coming out story since this is confessions from the closet (laughs) um so do you want to tell? Do you want to just kind of like start talking about it, or do you want me to ask you questions? What makes you feel more comfortable? Um, you can start by asking a question. Okay. So, when did you know? Like, not when did you come out, but when did you know you were gay? Oh, 
well it's kind of weird you don't really just know no you just kind of when you think back after you come after you come out then you're like oh yeah I was I did think that girl was pretty and blushed around certain girls or it just starts making sense but so once you came out then and you look back and you're like, oh, wow. Like, what was the youngest age that you remember I having? I remember? Um, shoot. I, I mean, I guess I would, I would have to say high school. High school? Yeah, started really. I think I was a lot younger than you. What? That I remember, like. No, I remember. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. When... After you came out, and then you look back, you know, because all of a sudden you remember. Oh, I, I can't. You're like 12. I remember being like 12, and all my best friends were like guys, and their sisters were like amazing <laughs> to me. But I didn't realize that's what it was at the time. No, yeah, for sure. So you were like, for sure. super yeah. young. Isn't yeah. that weird? Young too, yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you're so cute. You get so nervous. <laughs> Shush. I love it. Oh, it's usually me that's awkward in social settings. Well, I didn't prepare myself for this, so I'd really. I know thought Apollo. About it Apollo a bit fell more. asleep. We were gonna do it tonight when he fell asleep, and then we got home and he was asleep. So we we're like, get dressed, let's go. Um, okay, so I just want to like. Obviously, I've heard your story, but I just want to talk about it. If you'll tell me more about like when you came out and like what that was like, the whole process. Um. Well, I didn't really get the opportunity to come out, come out. I was kind of drug out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, some, one of my cousins told my mom that I was hanging around with this lesbian and, and stuff, and <laughs> which I was, mm-hmm. but that was actually my, yeah, my first experience with a woman. Yeah, and then did the whole family find out? Well, at first she asked me, and I was like, no. You denied it? Yeah, I was like, no. And no. how old were you? Um, I'm guessing, I think I was like 18. 18 or 19. So, mm-hmm. I thought it was 19, so it's... Well, can I say how many years it's been? Because then I'm telling your age. I'm sure everyone knows how old I am, yes. <laughs> No, because you look younger, and you act younger than me. I have one of your hairs on my face. So, that was 20 years ago. Yes. And I've been out this weekend, nine years. St. Patrick's Day weekend was when I came out nine years yeah. ago. So we're only uh, five years apart. By the we're way. only five years apart. Yeah. She's five years older, though. Just to clarify, <laughs> even though she looks younger, in my opinion, y'all should see her grandma, though. That's why it makes sense. So you denied it in the beginning. And then, yes. like, as as time went on, when did the whole family find out? Because I don't eventually um, they I well, mean, they do talk a lot. Yeah, I eventually came clean with my mom and. She ended up, like, I guess having a conversation with my grandma about it. Of course, she was heartbroken and wanted wanted her advice. And and she just told her that you just have to love love her. That's your daughter. You just got to love her. And and that's what broke. Broke, like, everyone knew after that? Or what? That's yeah, what I mean, it, I'm sure it was. You know, my family, they, everyone talks. Yeah. It's Secrets stupid. don't yeah. stay. Yeah. <laughs> We're all really close, and I'm sure I'm sure it was talked about immediately, but yeah. when I really, I was already out of my mom's house, so I was an adult. You are grown up. Still a kid. Yeah. yeah. Still a kid for sure. 
looking back, but at my mom's house and trying to live life. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that that already had, I had already went to college, came back, and then yeah, yeah, met a girl, blah blah blah, yeah, yeah. Because so you were raised Catholic. Um, mm-hmm. So and I know that faith is a huge. Thing. I mean, obviously it's a huge thing to us, but it's a big thing in your family too. They're mm-hmm. very Catholic. But were things said to you as you had just come out, like through the years? I mean, I know things have been said since we've been married, but were things said? Um, of course. Oh. There was um, a couple of situations where um, one of my cousins told me. I understand that, you know, I heard that you're a lesbian, and I just want to let you know that God says that you are going to hell for living that lifestyle. And, and like, I will never forget that, yeah. that moment. But You're not supposed to make me cry. <laughs> you're the funny one. <laughs> You're asking me deep questions already. I know. This is confessions from the closet. I thought we'd get deep and then we could get funny. I didn't want to like go funny and then deep. We're going to like... I need funny and then deep. Okay. Deep. <laughs> well, and that, um, that comment I know is still something that still bothers you. Yes. To this day. I mean, because it's hurtful. I think sometimes as humans... We think we're doing the right thing, but we don't know that our words stay. Mm-hmm. They don't go away. Like oh, yeah. that whole sticks and stones crap. Um, no words stay. We never forget them. Yeah. Bones heal. Wounds from words don't usually. Um, what were, did you respond to him? Um, I just remember saying, I just remember the conversation was very short and brief and I was just like, that was it. And, yeah, it was kind of like, that was it. Um, I don't think we've ever talked about it again. Yeah. I still remember it. Like, I remember where we were at. Yeah. Probably what you were wearing, probably a yeah. lot of details, because it hurt. Yeah. We remember those things. And, of course, nobody wants to be told they're going to hell for anything. Yeah, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, if from outside... And my faith is a lot stronger now, so now I would have reacted totally different yeah i mean hearing it because i've heard it recently and you heard it again recently <laughs> you know that oh i wasn't sure if that happened again like if no no he no actually not said him, it or you're no, just no, someone video. else yeah someone else not to honey in your family <laughs> someone like literally said it to you no no oh you're talking to me nobody yeah. i 100 don't think they're gonna listen to my podcast just so you're I know. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. And it's okay if they do. We love all of them. Just, yes. uh, just to clarify, this Absolutely. is not throwing shade. This is just real life. This happened. This still happens in 2021. And it hurts and it's wrong. And I'm just going to say that. We love them, but we can't. We're not God. None of us. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God we're not God. I would fail. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it being a mom. I could not be God. (laughs) (laughs) I feel being a wife. So, yeah. And I think that's why it hurts right now, even just talking about it, because, yeah. It wasn't actually said, but stuff was said where it was, like, agreeing with things that 
We need to be more clear because I feel like we're just like talking in a circle. A video, which I talked about. No, I'm not even talking about that. No? Oh, someone said it to you? How did someone say it to me? Oh, I was like, how did I not know this? I'm so lost. You are. I know. (laughs) But like, okay, well then we'll just move to like now. If that was said to you now, how do you think you would respond? If it was a family member saying that. Oh, I would just, I mean, it, I don't think anyone would actually, actually just say that. They now. did? You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Yeah. They might think I'd it. I'd hope not. say it behind, but yeah. I don't think anyone would actually just say it. It's to just me. like the internet. Everyone says something online, but yeah. they're not bold enough to say it to your face because they know it's wrong. Yeah. Thank you, internet. It's like... Um, <laughs> When you were coming out and growing up, like, so you started knowing you were gay, like, high school. And in high school, you know, we're already thinking marriage and kids. And did you think you would have kids? Oh, yes. I always wanted kids. You wanted kids? But when you came out, did you think? I wasn't like you where I was already thinking marriage, kids. I was. I I mean, I had boyfriends in high school, though. Yeah. And so... We grew up totally different. Yeah, we did. I tried so... I already knew I was gay from a long... Like a young age. Even when I had the boyfriend I had, I was praying away the gay at the time. Mm -hmm. As I had a boyfriend. And friends with lesbians from art class who... I just wanted to be around because (laughs) obviously I was gay too. I didn't know anyone that was like openly gay during Mm -hmm. high school. There was... was People that, you know, were suspect or people that I thought was or... Didn't have actually proof proof till later on. Yeah, that's because but, you're five years older. Yeah, and then like when well, I was, was a se- was a junior, a, they'd make fun of you. I mean, you were yeah. shamed. It wasn't. Yeah, it was now still you walk, new. You, you see people, kids holding hands, which is crazy. I, I know. It's oh, like, well, like <gasps> we're like, I mean, obviously we're openly married, and I serve on our worship team at church, and our kids have been dedicated. Yeah. But like we look at other younger lesbian or gay couples that come into our church and they're like all holding hands and we're just like because it, we had to hide it for so long mm-hmm. which i mean is always our hope as sharing our life is to hope that it would be easier for the next generations mm-hmm. and i know that's the same case for the generations before us but yeah when i was a junior so you were in college when i was a junior there was a couple like a handful of openly out girls. And I think, I don't know that they got made fun of, but it was just like, it was new. And then I remember when I was like leaving school, there was more. And then I was my freshman year in college. There was like way more people came out. There were friends that I had played basketball with that were still in high school. Mm -hmm. So it's like after we left school, then it was just like becoming way more acceptable, which is, that's awesome. That's, I'm glad, you know, I wish Mm -hmm. it was easier. I don't think I would have been ready to come out in high school, though, emotionally and everything, because faith was such a thing for me. Did you wrestle with that? Like, if I'm gay, I mean, I know your cousin said that to you, but like, did you think that if you were openly gay, like before you came out, did you ever wrestle with that thought Mm -hmm. that you would, Mm -hmm. you would be like, like they say, the, an abomination and won't inherit the kingdom of God and yeah. Does that make it harder to come out? Of course. 
So how did you just decide? You just were like, I can't fight this anymore? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what it was. You meet, <laughs> so you meet, well, I mean, you know, of course, you date guys and you kind of just there. Mm-hmm. You're so cute. You're giving like really short answers. And I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to help you by talking, but I feel like I'm over talking you. But you don't need to be nervous, honey. It's I'm just not. us. I know. Is it make you nervous to talk about this knowing it's going to be out? Uh, I mean, no, I'm not. I'm just asking. I mean, because I just forced you to be on it because you don't have a choice. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, big dreams and goals. I need my wife on here. What, and did you, I, what, if, what was the question you asked me? Did you think you'd have kids? Oh, yeah. Because you said that I was different in high school. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, one day I'll get married and have kids. And, you know, you go to college, you get married, you have kids. That was, yeah. like, the dream that we were sold. Well, you also were probably in a, you were in a serious relationship in high school. Yeah, I was you? with a guy for four years. Yeah, so I didn't, two I Two years in yeah. high school, two years in college. And you weren't, yeah, which is another a, thing that we were different. You dated yeah. someone, but you were never in, like, a long-term mm-hmm. I tried to be, but yeah. You're just not a good faker. Yeah. You're not. I love that about you. Sometimes I mean, obviously it was. You just don't. (laughs) Well, you're just not. You don't try to be something you're not. You never have tried to be something you're not. I think that's why one of the qualities I love about you. You're not. There's no BS. You're just you. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, I. You've also known an older version of me, too. I've lived a lot. Yeah, but I don't think you've ever tried to be something you're not. I just think you've always been you. I think that's why people love you. I think that's why your family loves you, because you're just you. You've never changed. You're always big heart, loving. We'll stay till 2 in the morning if anyone in your family has an issue to try to help them with it. You're the most giving, Mm. and that's why I married you. Um So I know, so you had Amaya, which is part of our stories. Mm-hmm. When we first met, we never left each other's side. Um, we met, so I'll tell part of our story. Do you want to tell it? You yeah. should tell it. You should talk. I talk a lot. Honey, when we're having these conversations. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm also a good listener, honey. You talk a lot. <laughs> I know, but people don't want to just hear me talk. So we met as you if you've seen the podcast with my mom my mom met Maddie first mm-hmm. and then Maddie fell in love with your mother fell in love with my mom and then she messaged me on Facebook about body beast first because mm-hmm. or I don't know something I was doing food ultimate reset something and um and then we started messaging back and forth and then I found out she was gay and I wasn't in a relationship at the time I was like really just being single I had just come out of a really hard spot and was just asking for the Lord to heal my heart in that season and here comes Monty I had no plans of being with anyone I wasn't going to move to Amarillo (laughs) I was in Houston at the time wasn't going to move here um and we had just been talking texting mostly messaging it was was messenger for a long time voice talk for a while and then one day Monty's like call me what did you say is that what you said can you call me can you call me you were getting a tattoo or something right and then we talked for hours and then started texting instead of messenger i mean we've looked back at our messengers it's funny you've put them in cards um but i think i mean i know we were both in a 
mm-hmm. broken spot when we met each other. Yeah. And then I sure. came. I was getting out of a horrible relationship. You were getting a horrible relationship. The person you were with when you had a Maya. Um, y'all just, you know, we both ended hard. It was just we were both in hard spots. But um, so then I came to Amarillo for like um, before my birthday. Mm-hmm. Was the it? The weekend before? No, it was it was the weekend of. Because I had come before and then I didn't message you because I was like not ready to meet you. And then, yeah, I had come back like a couple weeks before. And we had just started talking. We didn't know each other well enough. I don't I think you're making that part up. Am I? Yes. It could be a possibility. <laughs> I thought I came down for Rudy's no. birthday. And that's in August, like early. No, you came down from Houston and we met that day. So that's why you should talk some. Yeah. Because mom had to tell my coming out story. My memory is not that good as I thought. Thank you, Apollo. You had the little aqua shorts on with that tank top. I remember. Hurley <laughs> shirt. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So we met. I came down from Houston. We met. I was too nervous to meet you. Um, so we went on like a, hey, come hang out with my family. And we all went to like a hookah bar. Canyon had a hookah bar. It was like mom, me, Cole. Brian. And Brian. Uh-huh. And me. I was <laughs> and the you. one that was nervous. Yeah, I was nervous too. I had to stop at Matt's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> no, I just stop it, Matt. I was like, what? oh my God, how do I look? Give me a drink. I'm so nervous. Do I look okay? <laughs> you know, I drove to Canyon. We went to the hookah bar. Went to the hookah bar, and then you stayed the night at my mom's because I was too, I didn't want you to leave. Yeah. So, anyways, we never left each other's side. And yeah. I was supposed to go back to Houston and get my stuff, and I just never went back because I brought like most of my stuff, but not all of my stuff. And then um, we never left each yeah, other's side. Yeah, we just recently yeah. connected. And that was it. But the second day, all that to say, the second day that we hung out, I drove to Amarillo and met you, and then I got in your car to go to your nephew's birthday, I think. <laughs> and you said, I don't know, I think that's when you talked about Amaya. I feel like that's when. Could be wrong. But you had said, we were talking about Amaya and how when you got pregnant... When you got pregnant, like, you tried, and what were you, do you remember what you told me? What you said to God, like, you were like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when we were trying, I said, God, if this is what you want. What? No, you just, you just talk a little bit louder, honey. You know, big lips. They're heavy. <laughs> and it's Sunday. Yeah. Pretty late. So what did you say? It's yeah. not late. Time change. Yeah. So I just <laughs> you're so nervous. We have these conversations all the time, honey. I know the light's bright. It's Heard my contacts. You have contacts in? <laughs> you don't have contacts. You're just not wearing your glasses. I don't want the glare. Okay. I know. That's why I don't have my hand on. <laughs> you're so nervous I'm not, I'm it's fine cute. really well, you just, I, You're not talking, I mean I know I talk way more than you This is why we always get in arguments Because I don't shut up So you said, you, what did you tell God When you were you trying to get what pregnant it I don't uh, You say it, I don't remember Exactly, <laughs> word for word, I'll mess it up I don't remember word for word either But I just pretty much was like, God, if this is what you want This is what you want You said if this is what you want, I'm okay with it. Yes, and if okay. not, I'm if okay not, with it. Okay. Yes. Like I accept Either your way, will. It's your will. 
that's, yeah. that's what it was. And that's what you told me. And you got pregnant the first try with a mite, which is amazing. Obviously, after having Apollo, we know that yes. is amazing. Not with a man. I didn't have sex with a man. Or Both of our children were through donors. Just a lot of people get that. And syringes. Very confused. Think but. turkey baster. Because everyone assumes, I assumed, because yeah. on your post said she's with baby daddy this weekend. And I was like, oh, you were being sarcastic. I didn't know you were sarcastic at the time. So I was like, no, mom, she's straight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Baby daddy. Sarcasm. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On like your original Facebook pictures that you had like four at the time. I um, was very new to Facebook. I know, honey. You didn't I just know- got one. You didn't know what Instagram was when we met. So... I'm just saying you're cute. You didn't you didn't care about that stuff. Yeah, that's no, good. That's good. So you said that though. Mm-hmm. You said if it's your will, basically, God, I trust you. Either way, it's your will, mm-hmm. and I accept it. And yes. when you told me that in that moment, I was like, I'm gonna marry her. That was the kind of faith that I always wanted. That trust you, God, no matter what. Love you, God, no matter what. Mm-hmm. My life is in your hands. Yeah. And you surrendered that, and I was like. Yep, I'm going to marry her. And I don't think I had met Amaya yet. And then I met Amaya, and I was like, going to marry her. Because she was just as funny as could be. My baby. Yeah. A little two-and-a-half-year-old bundle of joy. Yes. Looking like a cabbage patch doll. Now she's 10. Now she's 10. Mm-hmm. Grown, grown up. Um, because you thought, I mean, you accepted that Amaya was all you were going to have mm-hmm. once you had her. Oh, and yeah. then I come along, and I'm like, I want to have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have Apollo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blessing. He's I'm, such a I'm blessing. So happy. You got your girl and your boy. My girl and my boy. And I thought I would never have a girl. I thought, if I get pregnant five times, I will only have boys. And the reason I... I've never told you this, I don't think. I think you did. Did I? Yeah. That there was a guy at, at our church yeah. who was married to a woman, but he told my mom that he was gay. I think his wife knew and he only had girls. He had like five girls and he thought that God did that so that none of like, if he had a boy, they would be gay. So he only got girls. So I thought the same thing. Like I heard this story and then I took it as my no, own and I was a child. <laughs> so I thought that I would only have boys hmm. my, for, I think I was like 12 when I heard the story, like 13. Mm-hmm. And I believed that for myself because I knew I was gay. And I was like, well, then I'm only going to have boys if I marry a man, which I wanted to do because I didn't want to go to hell, that I would only have boys. And I believe that even when I was out, I still believed that. Like, if I had a girl, she would be gay too because that's what that man's – and that was the only gay person I knew of. Mm-hmm. And he was in the church. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The religious spirit of that. And so <laughs> when you had a mind, I was like, I get to have a daughter. Yeah. Not, and I wanted a boy. Yeah. When I was pregnant, I was like, oh, I want a boy. Cause I had my, my first love was my nephew, Jacob. And, oh, God, I fell in love with him. I was like, oh, I want a boy. Yeah. And then I got a girl. Yeah. And she's the girliest thing oh, ever. Oh, my God. But God knew what he was doing, of course. Yeah. He, he knew I was going to have a, a boy later on. <laughs> the <laughs> boyest boy of all the boys. <laughs> Hear me roar. Yeah. Watch me run down yeah. the hallway with a steak knife, boy. My ninja, yeah. Y'all don't even understand this. Dinosaur. I know, like, some people aren't, like, gender stereotypes. Like, sorry, just, we're us, and uh, that's yeah. who we are. Apollo is all boy. Like, I don't, I don't know how I survive every day at home with him. Yeah. He's a lot. Both of our children are strong-willed. Yes. So are we. 
because technically we're all firstborns. Paula was my firstborn, and she was your firstborn. So we have a bunch of firstborns in this house, and, and we're, we're all, both. huh? I said, and we're both, and we're both firstborns. And we're yeah. all stubborn and hard-headed. Oh, y'all are, honey. I hate to break it to you, <laughs> but you are too. I know. We're all stubborn. I can be, but I'm. Anyways. I mean, all that to say, I'm super thankful. We both. I did. I, that's why I thought I would only have boys. Mm. So when I met him, I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. I get to have and a girl. But I did never tell you that. Isn't that crazy? I've mm-hmm. never talked about that. I don't even think mom knows that. That was like the secret behind that. I will only have boys is because I mm. thought that if I had a girl, she would be gay. What a lie. Huh. Just mm. breaking all kinds of religious spirits. Um, what has changed for you since coming out? Like, I know that your cousin told you you were going to go to hell, but obviously you did say your faith has grown tremendously, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, even since I've known you, it's grown. I mean, that's what I, that's why I fell in, fell in love with you was what's your faith. And I needed that. I needed someone that could give me that type of life that I wanted. Yeah. Someone who was, yeah. Faith was always important to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't finish our story. What? I'm like going all over the place, but I think that's what podcasts are about, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we are all over the place. I know, but you're keeping up. Um, so we met, got engaged. I bought a ring like two weeks later. Crazy. We totally, you all did. Um, it's so cliche, but like I, I didn't want to date anymore. I did, I'd only been out a year when I met you. And you had been out a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we said 20, and, 20 years and 9 years, so you had been out 12 years. And I, I had, had dated of, for yeah, a little while a few people. Yeah, you had a lot of serious relationships with girls. I had it with guys. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you made a face. <laughs> it was on video. They saw it. <laughs> Rewind that. I'm going to zoom in. Slow-mo face. <laughs> Um, but I mean, by the time I had met you, it was like, I didn't want to date anymore. Yeah. I knew I had found the one that as cheesy as it sounds, had found the one that my heart had been waiting for. And the hard part was that we were both broken when we came into it, but we were tired of searching Mm -hmm. and we had found each other. And then we were married three months later. So when people say, how long have you been married and how long did you date or been together? It's like, "Mm, same, same seven years. Yeah. Um, seven and a half years. I don't know how many. Yeah. This is your seven. This is your eight. We've been married seven years. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so we got married quick. Yeah. And then I know, I mean, we talked about our faith being important, but then we started going to more five years ago, and I think that saved us. Oh, absolutely. I love that I can say, I loved it when we started going there, and I was like, when someone says you you shouldn't be married and you shouldn't be gay and all this stuff, I'm like, going to church saved our marriage. Being mm-hmm. around straight couples who had really healthy relationships mm-hmm. showed me what I wanted more. You know, because there's not like this gay Christian couple that we could ever look up to. There's none. We don't know any. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our best friends are straight, except for Matt and Tino. All of our married friends. Most of our friends. But just seeing mm-hmm. healthy relationships and then being in a church where we were accepted, it grew our faith and it 
through us individually to where it healed us. It helped heal those hurt parts, I think, individually and then as a couple because I was hurtful to you in the beginning. So we made it this long. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. (laughs) See, they can't be gay and love Jesus. He saved our marriage. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. He gave us Apollo and helped us get through that year of trying to have him. It's just... Thank God. God is good. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to be with anyone else. Um, Okay, so now I'm going to show you this TikTok video. Okay. And then I'm going to talk about Um, it. Go to church, anyone? Huh? No. No. You don't? Mm Mm-mm. Do you guys know how to get to heaven? Um, Huh? I don't, like, I don't know you guys at all. I know, I know. I just see you guys. You guys aren't like girlfriends, are you? No, we're cousins. Okay, all right. Just cause. But if it was, it's genuinely not. You're right, you're right. But I just want to let you guys know, because they don't teach you young kids anything about God anymore, that it's not the right way to live. So. Well, if you force it on somebody, yeah, it's yeah, not no, right. I'm not forcing it, but the truth's got to be out there, because I know they tell I mean, you I don't know. You kind of came over here out of, like, nowhere, and, like, we have, like, no clue who you yeah, are. Yeah, I know. God told me to come over to talk to you guys. Oh. So. Okay. All right, girls. God mm-hmm. bless. Jesus saves. What? <coughs> so I'll add this TikTok video <laughs> in the comments, but I saw this video on TikTok. Yeah. And I'll just, like, set the scene. So there's these... One of them is trans from just looking at their page. Mm-hmm. And then the girl that you can't see, they say they're cousins. So this woman comes up to their table and she's like, do y'all know God? Do y'all know how to get to heaven? Um, and then they're like, we don't even know you. Like, this is weird. And she's like, well, you know, I just see y'all over here and they don't teach young kids about God anymore. Are y'all girlfriends? And she's like, we're cousins. Mm-hmm. And then she says... Because that lifestyle is not right. Like, you'll go to hell for it, basically. And she's like, we don't even know you. You can't, you're not going to save anybody by forcing it on them. She's like, you're, that's what you're doing. She's like, no, I'm not doing that. She's like, God told me to come over here. Yeah. Like, praise God, we've never had to deal with, I mean, there's one time that we dealt with something similar to that. How would you react? Like, I, I saw this and I was like, oh my gosh. Especially if our children were with us. <laughs> I mean, that's unlikely. That's a stranger. It's like crazy. Crazy. Telling you because your lifestyle, you're going to go to hell. God told me to come over here. I'm like, oh, I know Jesus. Like, yeah. What? That's this is this happened this year. I mean, TikTok's new. This oh, happened this year. Sure that people time. still do this. Of course. How would you respond? How do you think you would respond? What would you do like the show? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm with, with my family, of course. I mean, I would make a scene. Remember. I don't know, though. You get a little bit more crazier than I've, me. Well, ever I'm since I got pregnant, I've gone. You, I think, were the crazy one we met. And then I got pregnant and I was just over the crap. I was like, nope. I'm sorry. I don't have time for it. So, that, knowing that about myself now, I think I would. I think I would make a scene and I'd lose it. Like phones would be out. Oh, Amaya's seen me. Amaya's seen me lose my crap in Walmart when someone told me to put on a mask and I was finding out that my Theo was dying. Amaya's seen me lose my crap. It's not that I'm worried about that. That's what I'm saying. I think I would make a scene. 
I wouldn't be Christ-like. I'd be like, lots of cuss words. Yeah. And then I would get emotional. I would make a scene. Then I would start crying because I'd be so angry and I'd be embarrassed. And then I'd just want to beat the crap out of the person. Like, I would go through a whole roller coaster of emotions. I know that about, that's how I am now. I'm trying yeah. to be better. I just don't like crap like that. Yeah. I think you would be the calm one. Well, if <clears throat> if you're if you're gonna act crazy, then yeah. Yeah, we both. I mean, of be course, crazy. I'll, uh, I would be the protector. <laughs> Someone's gonna get crazy then, but I'm just glad that we we haven't got to deal with. We have. I have on you know through work. I've been called. Oh, people are terrible. Yeah, recently. What did I tell you? I got called the, the little other day. boy. He said something called you like faggot. Yeah, oh, I hate oh. that word. Yeah. He's a, you had a good queer. comeback though. He's like something queer, and you're like you're dressed Listen, like you're the one. one. Yeah, <laughs> I was proud of you. Oh, it had, it had me hot, but I, I've been attacked several times in my profession. I that, yeah, I think that's why God and lets me stay home. Yeah, it's I would never, be in jail. I have to, of course, have to contain myself. Yeah, but I don't. Well, I have to. I know you have to. You have a career. Yeah. I think that's why God lets me stay home because I would, <laughs> I can't. Oh, you let me stay home, let's be honest. <laughs> no, I'm not saying no. that. I'm saying I just that. think I would. I would just, I don't, like, remember, okay, so we'll tell a story. When we were in Florida and I was ginormous pregnant with Apollo, and we had just been at mom's, like, watching What Would You Do that show so many times. And I was, like, watching, I'm like, what would I do in a crazy situation? What would I do? And I'm saying this, and I think, like, if it was us, I might not react the same as I did with this man. But there was a, like, hostess at the resort we were staying in. Like, there was a happy hour, and you we had just gotten there. I was ginormous. My feet were swollen. It was big. Flown to Florida. And this little boy wasn't wearing his sandals or his shirt, and it says you have to wear your shoes and your shirt in there, probably so you don't slip on the floor. And the guy who was, like, the host of there was clearly gay, super well-dressed, by the way. Um, and he told the boy, again, you got you got to go outside and you got to put on your shoes and your shirt or whatever. And the dad, this big old redneck-looking dude, sloppy, gets up and, like, points at the guy all pissed off and calls him a faggot or something. Mm-hmm. And a whole pregnant wife over here who's never made a scene. I had never made a scene to that point in our marriage, mm-hmm. have I? stood up and yelled at the guy and I was like you're an asshole and like as it happened because I was it was like oh my gosh there's cameras like this is I was in what would you do but it was real life there was no cameras and I just was so my heart hurt because I'm the whole time I was talking about how cute that guy was that worked there and like oh my god he's just so nice and he's so nice and he looks so classy and professional Mm -hmm. And we've been there like an hour and I like got up and yelled at this man, stranger man. And he's like, said something back to me about him being that guy being gay. And I'm like, so am I like, I was just <laughs> like lost my crap, but I was just like, this isn't okay to treat people like this. Somebody has to stand up. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think that's part of like my heart behind this podcast too, is like, I've never liked a bully ever. Even when I was a kid, I was like, this is not okay. Yeah. You can't. I mean, I, this club here we're going on another rabbit trail this club was started when i was in third grade i've told you this right Mm -hmm. 
and my friend next door went to this school and I had been homeschooled and then I start going to the school or something or I transferred to the school and these girls who were like the skinny popular girls or whatever invited me into their club and I was like well if my friend Ashley can come from next door and they were like no she can't come and she was she wasn't one of the popular girls and I was I like was pissed mm-hmm. I was like this isn't okay she's just she's my friend and she's just as cool as y'all but if you're gonna be like this you're not cool and I told like I was a narc but I was like this isn't okay <laughs> I was because I was like this isn't okay to to exclude her because she doesn't look like you so that has been in me my whole life but i think once i became pregnant and the turmoil of trying to get pregnant and how hard it was it was just like what you're gonna call this guy a faggot because your son's not following the rules and putting on shoes and he might fall on this pretty marble floor so i lost my crap so then thinking back to this it's like i i think i don't think it would be very I, I don't think I would stand up for it. I think I would defend my family and be like, listen, lady, I'd hope I'd be a little bit more kind. Yeah. And to those girls, if you ever see this, um, we love Jesus and he loves you. Even if you don't have him in your heart, I know he loves you. And that is my truest belief. He's right there. He's always loved you. He's never judged you. That woman does not know the same Jesus I know. And I want to make that very clear because that is not Christ. That is not Jesus. That is not, that is why people leave the church is that spirit of religion, that spirit of judgmental. I need to tell you you're wrong, Mm -hmm. which is what pastor Daryl talked about today. It's just like, no, I'm sorry. Jesus hung out with a prostitute. Jesus hung out with the tax collector. Jesus hung out with all the misfits, Mm -hmm. not the Pharisees. And that woman's a Pharisee modern day. So, um, anyone who says you're going to hell is being a Pharisee. I don't think the story of the Pharisees is in the Bible by mistake. It's, that is the spirit of Pharisee. Like I'm the judge, you're going to hell because you're living a lifestyle that I believe is wrong, even though it's loving and it's not damaging anyone. Mm -hmm. That's a Pharisee. It's a modern day Pharisee. I'm all heated now. I know. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I think you would be more common. I would be. I'd get all my scriptures that I know. Well. And I'd get real. People deal with that, I'm sure. I hate it. I hate I hate that people deal I've with that. Had my share of I have I mean, I say I haven't. I did when I came out. But you're also very I remember like you would we go someplace and like you're very standoffish because you don't want people to you were scared of what people would say. Yeah, that's what. Oh, yeah, because I, yeah. I know I say I've never dealt with it. I did deal with it when I was coming out my job that I had in oh, Houston. Yeah. And I forget about this because we're so blessed now. We live in Amarillo where you think it would be harder for us, but we totally walk in God's favor. Yeah. We walk with protection like we're surrounded by it because we haven't had to deal with that. But when I was coming out, my boss would email me all these emails Mm-hmm. about the the seven scriptures that are all completely taken out of context and tell me why I was wrong and I cried every single day yeah I came in my apartment I tell no, you all the, now. yeah like, I know and I think that's why now I'm just you, like you were young too well, I was like, 24 bullied it was my first that. real job I loved my boss I looked to her like a sister and so it hurt 
and I didn't know what to say. And I was like in church and I was, I love Jesus. I was reading the Bible every morning at five. I had a really close relationship with the Lord at the time. So like to be hurt, and yeah, I forget this, to be hurt by someone who was like a family member to me, mm-hmm. it broke me. And I tell you all the time, I was like, this is why I think I could never get a real job again is because I can't open myself up to that, to where my lifestyle yeah. would be judged. And knowing that you do deal with it mm-hmm. still consistently. Yeah. No, and you're not even with me when you're dealing with it. You're just at work and people are jerks. Mm-hmm. Um, not to the level that I dealt with it, but it's like, I can't, I w- I'll lose my job. I would, I would not still have a job if I was in your position. I, at this point in life would be like, that's crap. I'm not, no. And I would either go to jail or get fired <laughs> and you have to bail me out because I just, I told my sister today, I have. I have hidden myself too much. I have let people walk over me too much for too long that I'm just like, nope. Not anymore. That's not okay. Yeah. That's wrong. Jesus loves them. Yeah. We just want love. That's all we want. Love and kindness. Respect. Respect. We're both taught that. Respect everyone. We love Jesus. We have good hearts. We're sinners. We're all sinners. But Mm -hmm. this isn't what makes us sinners. Love is not a sin. Yeah. And I don't know. I just went on for a little bit. I got a little heated. But I think that was good. <laughs> That's how I You're am. You're very passionate. I'm very passionate. It drives you nuts sometimes because yeah. I just don't know how yes. to shut up. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long this has been going. We're like an hour. You get like 45 minutes. So we get like 10 more minutes. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Our son isn't awake. He's going to be up late. Lord Jesus. Yeah. Time change. So one thing that I had filmed last week was about the spirit of perfection, which is something that God has been just like working on in me lately. In that it's like, you already feel like you're behind because you have, you have to prove yourself, right? That's something I've believed my whole life. Like, okay, well now they accept me and I'm gay, but like, I have to be perfect. I can't fall short Mm -hmm. because there's already the gay thing that they don't really know about Mm -hmm. and they don't really accept in church and so because of that, the Lord's just been showing me how, like, he's been showing that to me, mm-hmm. that I need, that I believe that I need to be perfect. And by me being perfect, my life needs to be perfect, which means my children need to be perfect, mostly Amaya, because she's older. And I put, I put that on her. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning that, and I hate it about myself. Um, and even today, when Pastor Dale was talking, he was like, you know, we're not supposed to know the difference between good and evil. And because we're not supposed to be the judge. And he talked about like religion and perfection. And because I was, I grew up Pentecostal and you grew up Catholic and they're so different to me. I, I don't understand Catholicism as much. Like I, through witnessing things, being married to you, like I'm I'm knowing more, Mm -hmm. but I told you today. And like, if my dad hears this, which I don't know, he'll probably never listen to this, but, um, while Pastor Daryl was talking, I remembered, and I have the most loving parents, don't get me wrong, but I grew up very, like, Christ-centered home, Holy Spirit, everything, but there was some crazy religious stuff that happened, and I remember today in church that my papa, my dad's dad, had, who was a carpenter, also had made this cross, and he gave it to us. I, I don't know if Blake and them got one, but, like, my cousins, but, um, Dad put the cross in the back. It was for, and Papa made it for this reason, I'm pretty sure. 
Like, I hope I'm not making this up, but I remember this vividly. <laughs> you know, it was like a vivid dream. Yeah. You know, I have those. So, yes. but I'm almost positive this is real life. Lord, I think it is. Um, (laughs) Apparently. I'm calling dad after this. (laughs) Um, He made this cross, and dad put it at the back of the yard. We had a huge yard. Mm -hmm. Not quite as big as ours. It was pretty freaking big. And when we would, I got in trouble a lot, and I'm not mad about it, but um, we had strict parents. But when I would do something bad and sin, it was a sin. Right, disrespectful. It was a sin, and it was very. I had to be a perfect kid. I was the oldest. If they messed up, it was my fault. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the plans I had that me and Brian did, they were my. I did come up with the plans, so those were my faults. But that was when we were like five, so I was like, uh, probably nine when we, because we lived in this house till I was nine, so I was like a Maya's age, mm-hmm. so eight, nine. If I did something bad, I had to write it down on a piece of paper, like my sin walk out to the back of the yard, put it on the nail in the middle of the cross and pray and give it to Jesus. And I think it was meant to be like, repent. I don't know what it was, but I was thinking about that today. And I'm like, my goodness, that is why I'm so hard on my daughter, which I knew a lot of that came from how my dad parented me. We, we argued a lot because we're very much alike. I'm learning that as an adult, but God has been calling out this spirit of perfection in me for a while. And I've been telling you about that Mm -hmm. and I've been praying about that because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want Amaya to ever hate me or resent me. And I know we're at that age where it's like, it's going to happen if I don't change and I don't ease up. Mm -hmm. But I think just God showing me that today was like, whoa, I forgot about that. I forgot how much religion was put into parenting and being a good child. And our daughter's amazing. I've never not thought she was amazing. She is sassy like any other 10-year-old. She's quick. She's always been quick with her words. She's your child. Like, you're quick with words. Paulo's too, and he's quick with words. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she's a great kid. But she's strong-willed, which is good. I don't want to break that. And I, because my dad believed this as a parent. Like, I had to be respectful, and I had to be this. And I'm now doing that to her, and I hate it. And I think as I, I know I'm not the only parent who does this. I think you, man, you sacrifice so much at work, but like you're the parent that comes home and I'm the parent that's home all day. And I mm-hmm. choose that. That's my choice. I could send her to school and put him in daycare and get a job, but that's not what I want to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> Clearly we have established that I don't want a real job. Um, but I do. I've always wanted to be a stay at home all my whole life. I wanted to be that. My mom was that. Um, yeah. I think she, I'm, I'm like, well, I how did you do, do it for four? Yeah. You said you could never do it. No, there, there are a lot of energy. We're at two ages right now, 10 and two, where they are yeah. figuring things out. Two year olds are <laughs> testing boundaries, 10 year olds testing other boundaries. Yeah. And it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but I know I'm not the only parent or person. You don't even have to be a parent to walk in this spirit of perfection, which is a lie. Jesus was the only one that could ever be perfect. And I was never meant to be perfect and neither are my kids. And so here we are and we had church today and I was just like, okay, God, then just like you showed me what it meant that you made me gay, like show me what it means to be a parent who one gives my child a longer rope to be herself, especially right now. I want that so bad. 
because I know this is an important age. Ten's an important age. That's like when I started figuring out who I was. Yeah, for sure. As a gay person, I started figuring that out and hating myself. Like I wanted to be safe to come to us. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know she, I 100% do not believe she's gay. <laughs> I don't think that about her. I've yeah. never thought that. When a boy walks in the room, she straightens up. It's like weird to me, but that's our girl. And I just, I know you know, I walk with this perfection. And, and also, that if something's wrong, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Something I do. Like if you have a face on, you get oh, home no. from a hard day, I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? What did I do? And then you're like, you didn't do anything. You're nothing. I'm fine. Me Give me a minute. Will you just talk to me? I know, it's, I know I did something. Yeah. I think everything's my fault. And that comes from childhood. Unless it really is. And you're like, no. <laughs> if it really is my fault. I know when it's really my fault. I do know when I've pissed you off. Oh, yeah. And I've done something. I know that. But then when you're just in a mood because you've had a hard day or something's happened that you haven't told me about yet, I assume that I've done something. So I get real quiet. And I, and I end up causing a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because I'm like, what did I do? Will you just tell me what I did? Why won't you talk to me? And I don't shut up. Like, obviously, we've established that I talk more than you. Uh-huh. And I start a fight. Yeah. Every time. I know. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Thank you for loving me. <laughs> I just... Cute. Thanks. You're sweet. I just... I, I think that that's something. Like, I know we all care. Even, like, comparing, like social media that's why Amaya has a flip phone I'm like you do not need social media I don't mm-hmm. need social media even though hello I'm, I'm talking to put this on social media but it can be a good thing but it can also be a bad thing yeah. and as a mom or as a woman especially I know men do this too um, the comparison game mm-hmm. where it's like oh that mom has it all together their dishes are surely full in the sink but that corner where they're taking that picture is clean most of the time it's not real life and if it is real life, they probably have a nanny and a maid. So we need to stop comparing ourselves. Like, if props, I, goals, I would love to have a nanny and a maid. I tell you that all the time. So when I start making money, that's the top of my list. <laughs> no, not really. I don't want a nanny. But I would like a maid. Like, once every two weeks, just come deep clean the house for you. Because yeah. you like it really clean. I'm not that good of a cleaner. I'm getting better. Thanks. Seven years. Seven years. You were clean, and I was messy. And you taught me to be clean. I'm still not as clean as you. I'm more organized than you. Definitely. But you're like, I've cleaned the bathroom before, and you came back and cleaned it after me. (laughs) And I said, I will never scrub a shower again. I worked so hard. Apparently, I'm not a good cleaner. That's okay. That's why I want a maid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you don't know what my employees probably say about me. So I could never work for you. Really? You're a hard boss. I mean, you call... Okay, I say this with love. I have a hard... You're like... You... Well, no. Okay, you have high standards. But you do it because you want them to succeed. You don't let them be lazy. Oh, which is sure. a good thing. Yeah. You know, you call me to a higher standard as a, like this, you pushed me to do it. I mean, we worked on this all week, Mm -hmm. you know, all week. I'm sore. I'm so sore from this wall. 
but you you will need to buy your standard. I just I know I couldn't work with you. I couldn't work for you. You can't work for anyone, honey. You're staying home. Stay home. I'm my own boss. <laughs> no. I would like to work with you one day from home, but like I think I don't I don't know. We'd have to find that balance. We'll get there when we're ready. <laughs> we're not ready for that. For Maybe sure. in like a couple of years. Yeah. I don't want it to be too long. Yeah. But we got goals. We got plans. Yes, for yes. sure. So I think we should yeah. wrap it up. I'm freezing. It's really cold in this basement. This is our basement. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for doing this with me. Yeah. Thanks for supporting me. Of course. I love you. I love you. I believe in you. You're the best. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening um, to me ramble, mostly. And... Yeah, we'll do a better one on the second. I'll do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being patient with my cute wife. You did good. You didn't do bad. We got through it. Okay. Um, thanks so much for listening. Thank you for your support, for your comments, your likes, everything. Um, keep staying in touch and let us know more things that you want to hear about with Madi. Um, yeah. We, we wanna, we're going to keep putting out podcasts, and Madi will be on more. Um, so I'm excited for this episode. Until next week. All right. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate all the love and support. If you could go and give me a quick review on whatever platform you're listening on, I would appreciate it so much. Also, if you got something from this episode, please share it with your friends and family. My reach can only go so far. And through y'all helping me share this, I know I can reach more people. If you have something, a question or a comment you'd like to leave, please leave it in the comments. Message me on Instagram if it's more private. I have been trying my best to respond to everything, and I love interacting with y'all. Again, thank you so much for supporting me, for the love, for sharing your stories with me. I appreciate it more than you know. Making this podcast has been such a stretching thing for me. But through y'all's support and response, my gosh, it makes me so much more excited to do this for y'all. So until next week, the next episode, y'all have a great one.